We didn't see it coming. No one did back then, just the opposite. There was the Lord entering the holy city on a donkey's colt, just like the prophecies said. And when word got out that the teacher was coming, the city was electric. People made a parade out of it on the spot, running over and breaking off branches from the palm trees, shouting out, Hosanna! Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord! Blessed is the coming kingdom of our ancestor David! Everyone thought he was going to be the new king. Maybe it was crazy. But in the moment, everyone had come together and it all seemed possible. Who would have thought that happy day in Jerusalem that the very same people shouting Hosanna would be shouting out crucify him before you could blink? We don't see it coming either, I think. We started church in a festive mood today, waving our palm branches and shouting Hosanna, but then we read what happens next. Somehow, no matter how many times we've read it, it's not what we were expecting. My last church in South Carolina had a backyard party every year to tie palm fronds into crosses so we could hand them out on Palm Sunday. Now, if you've ever been to South Carolina, you know that these are people who are absolutely itching to put on their seersucker suits and enormous hats and pastel polo shirts. These people can't wait for Easter to come so they can dress up in Easter egg colors and have a giant outdoor party. So you'd come to church on Palm Sunday and get your palm frond cross that you'd help make in someone's beautiful green backyard in the sunshine with kids running around and laughing. And you'd put it on your lapel. And then you'd read about the death of this good, beautiful, promising young man named Jesus. The cross comes out of nowhere like a thunderbolt from a clear blue sky. Of course, Jesus knew the cross was coming. He warned us a hundred different ways, but we didn't see it. We didn't see it because we didn't want to see it. We didn't see it coming, but the cross comes all the same. I don't think anyone sees it coming. Like many of you, I struggled to reconcile the news that the Austin package bomber had blown himself up this past week with the images of the smiling, clean-cut kid from the loving church-going family who was, in fact, a murderer. Where did this come from? What had gone wrong? Mother Emily led a book discussion here at church yesterday. They read a book by a bright, promising young woman who was happily married with a little kid and had just gotten tenure as a professor at Duke when out of nowhere she got the news that she had stage four cancer. That's not how the story is supposed to go. Where did this come from? Why did this happen? Well, these are extreme examples, but everyday life offers plenty of others. We sometimes discover that the struggles and burdens we bear in life are somehow more than we had imagined for ourselves, and it can make us feel frustrated, overwhelmed, even angry for no particularly good reason. What did we expect? Did we think that life was going to be a rose garden? Well, absurd as that might sound, I think we often do expect that life is supposed to be easy. Advertisers hold up before us the image of the ideal life as perpetually young, unattached, carefree, 
and blessed with enough disposable income to buy whatever it is that they're trying to sell us. College admissions brochures draw us in by promising a life of endless possibility, limitless potential. I could go on. One way or another, I think that we may well get the idea from our culture that life is going to be a bowl of cherries without any pits, all sweetness and no suffering. But then when the suffering comes, as it always will, we don't know what to do with it. We don't expect it. And so instead of going through it, we run away from it. When our marriages become rocky, or caring for our children or our parents becomes difficult, when a family member struggles with depression or a friend with addiction, when the long list of things we're carrying on our shoulders begins to feel overwhelming, what the temptation can be to just run away, to escape, to wash our hands of all of it. This is very understandable, of course, and we all have our moments. And don't get me wrong, you and I do have limits. We do need to be filled up and given strength by good friends and prayer and Sabbath rest. And we need to lean on our brothers and sisters in Christ to bear each other's burdens instead of doing everything ourselves. It's also important to always remember that following Christ in His suffering will never mean enabling someone else's sinful behavior. But, but, the cross of Jesus Christ shows us something that we absolutely must understand about the human condition. The passion of Christ shows us the shadow of the cross will fall on every human life. The cross shows us that suffering in this life is unavoidable. In fact, it shows us that the closer we're following Christ, the more likely we are to share in His suffering. But we don't have to bear the burdens of life all by ourselves, thank God. But burdens there will be. We should know this, but we don't always. We sometimes don't see it coming because we don't want to. And we sometimes don't want to see it coming because we're afraid that the cross, when it comes will be too much for us to bear. That suffering and sin and death might get the last word after all. We choose not to see the cross coming. But it comes all the same. And when it does, in our fear and our selfishness, we are tempted to run from where it calls us to go. The only one who saw the cross coming was Jesus. When he entered into Jerusalem that day and the streets rang with shouts of Hosanna, he knew what they would be shouting at him in a week. Jesus knew exactly where he was going. The physical suffering of crucifixion, the spiritual suffering of abandonment and betrayal by his friends, and even the dereliction of the absence of his father. And he went there all the same. Jesus went to the cross with a heart full of love for the very people who nailed him to it and for those who ran away from his suffering in the hour of his greatest need. Jesus went to the cross with a full heart 
because he knew that it was not going to have the last word. The powers of sin and evil that seemed to come out of nowhere and turn smiling, happy people shouting Hosanna into grim, cold killers, school shooters, and package bombers were not going to win. The power of death that comes out of nowhere and strikes down the good creation God has made, happy mothers with their children, would not have victory that day. Jesus did not fear the cross. He didn't run away because he knew it had no power over him. He knew that his suffering was going to be the way that the love and eternal life of Almighty God would bring victory over every power of darkness. This Holy Week, don't run away from the cross. Pick it up. Carry it. It's nothing more than the path that God's victory and saving love takes in this world. What cross, I wonder, are you bearing right now? What suffering love is it that falls heavy on your shoulders? Whatever it is, offer your suffering up to God that you may draw nearer to Christ in His suffering and know that your cross is the way that God is at work in you in the darkness of this age to reconcile and redeem and restore all things to rights. You don't have to bear your cross alone. Jesus carries it with you and for you and is with you in your suffering more than you could ever know. Take up your cross and follow me, Jesus says, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Carry your cross this week and help someone else carry theirs. Jesus has already carried the cross for us all, all the way to the victory and joy of Easter Day. No one saw that one coming either. But the eyes of faith can see it today, even now. Amen.